right. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We're we're happy to have you. You know, we're back for another episode. Thanks we're back. You're back. Surprise you. You keep listening to this. Yeah. Why are you still here with us? Why are you still here? You care. You care about us. Like you don't that? have better things to do. <laughs> And to listen to this podcast, you know, I feel that though. Like, because sometimes you just gotta lay around, do nothing, but listen to a podcast that's like those are the best podcasts. As someone who like listens to podcasts all the time, yeah, the best ones are like when I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna lay here and and listen to something. Yeah, dude, I you know I gotta say you are the only person I know that listens to podcasts as much as like you do. (laughs) Like, I'm the I'm also the only person that I know that like. For everything. Mm. You know, it's kind of like the thing where, like, I remember you telling me, like, how cigarettes was, like, you take out the trash, you smoke a cigarette. Oh, you totally. go to the store, you smoke a cigarette. Yeah, you, you wash the dishes, you smoke, you smoke a cigarette. A cigarette. That's me, but with podcasts. <laughs> like, I'm washing the dishes, I put on a podcast. podcast. Yeah. I take a shower, I put on a podcast. I wake up, podcast. On, yeah. No, yeah, I get that. Because I first thing I do when I wake up is, like, I'll put on, like, maybe not a podcast, but I'll put on, like, some YouTube, like, news like and like the like the any like news I get from YouTube channels that like well they're starting their day or like any like sports yeah. media if it's like weekdays like you know, like catching up catching up already starting my day yeah yeah and taking in information but sometimes I will put in a podcast too like uh, the Lex Friedman podcast is great to wake up to um, nice uh, the Joey the Uncle Joey's Joint podcast it's which a, was that one it's a comedian Joey Diaz Coco Diaz I guess. Joey Coco Diaz is 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 his whole name. Um, he is his new That's podcast. That's the name. Yeah, and uh, Uncle Joey's joint. Um, it's his new podcast. Um, and it's, it's, it's this guy's. <laughs> this guy's. So I knew he had a podcast. I didn't know that was the name of it. He had a different podcast. I forgot. It, okay, no, his old podcast was called The Church of What's Happening Now. The church. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And um, but like recently, like he, uh, like he was doing that in L.A. Um, and he went, he moved to New Jersey, uh, which is where he's from. And uh, he uh, stopped doing the church of what's happening now, and um, starting this new one called uh, Uncle Joey's Joint. Okay. So uh, yeah, and nice. that's just, it's just him now, just chilling. And he's a vulgar motherfucker. Like he starts his podcast with like. Good morning, cocksuckers. How you doing? <laughs> like he's just like this old guy who's like been to jail for like a, lo- a bunch of like really bad things, like kidnapping and like stealing and like whatnot. He's kid. Wait, he's yeah, kidnapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who did he kidnap? I don't know. He says throughout his podcast, you know, he's so like transparent. Okay, I get, <laughs> I get going to jail for a lot of things. Kidnapping doesn't seem like one of the. Yeah, no, things. he used to like sell drugs and everything like that. You guys should check his podcast Who did out. He kidnapped I, some dude, like some. I think someone. I think he was trying to do like. Some deal I and guess. whatnot. Yeah. yeah, you know, you do what you gotta do. I yeah, get it. You do what you, you but do. What he, you do. Like he has his podcast, and he, like prior to like podcasting, he he's been a comedian for like years now. So he's he's a professional comedian. Like you guys can look up his stand up work. He's fucking again crazy motherfucker. Like I don't see any like comedians like this guy. It's just like it seems like he's telling life stories, and that's it. But it's so damn funny. It's just incredible. I've seen um like five minutes of a clip from his stand-up before and he does look vulgar i will say that oh god yeah off of based off of those five minutes that i watched he does look like a vulgar guy to say the least mm-hmm. to say to the say least. the least 
But with that being said, should we? Uh... <laughs> Welcome to the good, the good introduction. Welcome to the Two One Podcast. Welcome to the Two One Podcast, aka the the Sopo podcast, the, so- <laughs> the would be Sopo podcast, the would be Sopo podcast. I, look, okay, like that. That's like, a what, cool name. Would be the Sopo podcast. Sopo, Sopo is the is, Sopo. It sounds cool. If there are any of you Sopos out there, you know we'll find. We'll tell you what it means. In a bit, but if there's any of you out there, you should call Shout it that. Shout out to the Sopos. Shout yeah, out to the, I, to the Sopo listeners. You know, like, we'll talk more about Sopos, but I do feel like like it, that's the direction most people are going to uh, would go for as mm-hmm. far as, like, polyamory goes, mm-hmm. which is today's subject. Today's polyamory. topic, yeah. Polyamory, polygamy, monogamy. monogamy that whole shebang. Yeah, you that, know, whole, that whole that thing. That elephant in the room that some people are dealing with. Yeah. You know, so, okay, real quick, just like a... Like, what do you think about it? Like, like considering that, you know, we're in a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you think about polyamory, like, what is your first, like, reaction or, like, instinct? Like, first thing that comes to mind? I feel like I've always been, like, I get it. I mm-hmm. understand. You know, that's, yeah. like, my first thing is, like, it's, I understand, like, the arguments for it are yeah our sound yeah i get why people like it makes sense yeah Um, i agree with that for sure and i've known people who are poly too Mm. so i and you know they're cool they seem happy and i like like with every relationship there's problems Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's a type of relationship that works for them. Yeah. And that no, works for a lot of people, you mm-hmm. know? I agree. Like, it seems like it's just one of those things where um, it may, it's like a diet, I guess. Like, you know, not yeah, everyone exactly. can be a vegan, but for some people that diet works very well, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's, it's not for everyone. And like, you may want it to be, but like some vegans, like some people who turn into vegans, you know, experience like some nutritional um, uh, shortcomings. Yeah. Where it's like you're not getting your protein somewhere, you're not getting some kind of dietary like need that you're that's being try- met. that's being met that you're trying to supply with vegan. But like I feel like it's the same thing with um mono- like polyamory and even yeah. like monogamy for some people. Like some people are in a monogamous relationship and should be poly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. And like we'll go into like how we actually genuinely feel about it like later. But after we give you all the definitions of what there are, you know, yeah. with it. But, um, it's... yeah, so I mean, we're just, we basically, my research for this episode just consisted of reading, um, the book More Than Two by, um, let me give you the, the name of the author really quick. But it's called, uh, More Than Two, um, A Guide to Ethical Polyamory. And, uh, give me one sec as I pull it up. Ethical polyamory is a very interesting thing because when like for some people it's like what what is ethical what polyamory and for some I think that's like there's like cheating in polyamory relationships totally yeah like like for example like if we are decided that we wanted to be open you know um, it would be like there would be some guidelines that we set for one another like for example like if you're gonna sleep with someone uh, I should meet them before you do so. You know, or like, um, you should let me know if you're considering to sleep with someone or like, there's like boundaries that you have to set. And if someone doesn't meet those, like passes or crosses those boundaries, that could be considered cheating. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like um yeah, but okay, by the way, the name of the the authors, there's two is uh Franklin Vo and Eve Rickert. And the book is called again More Than Two, a practical guide to ethical polyamory. And yeah, so one of the things that I noticed a lot in like actually doing deep research into it and something that I intuitively gauged from mm-hmm. like seeing other polyamorous people is they do want to like dispel the notion that polyamory is just like a free-for-all yeah and like you know they're just like swinging and like sleeping around Mm -hmm. and like being like with whoever they want and like you know different person every night kind of thing and it's like it's it's like you said its own relationship with its own like rules and guidelines and just in the same way that you would set rules for your monogamous relationship, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. these things make me uncomfortable and these things are off the table. Same thing for polyamorous relationships. The thing is, like, with polyamorous relationships, a common, like, a common theme that I saw, like, coming up again and again was that it was people who see love as like love relationships and commitment as something that isn't exclusive that doesn't necessarily have to be exclusive to one person Mm -hmm. but they have like the bandwidth to share that with multiple people you know yeah Yeah. and like i am curious i didn't i couldn't find any like stats on this but like i do wonder like how many elderly people are doing this are polyamorous yeah Yeah, because i feel like that's probably like the true test of it because at one point in your life you get old and you start worrying about like your partnership with someone. Like if you're trying to be in a relationship, you know, of some sorts, whether it's polyamory or not, you want a person or persons to spend your life with, mm-hmm. you know, build a family maybe, or like just like do things with ideally you're not alone in your entire life. Yeah. So it's like, I am curious is like, are these things that like elderly people can like stay in? Is it long term? And if so, it's like, is it completing their relationships? Like needs, like their, their emotional needs. I bet, like, there there probably are, like, elderly polyamorous relationships or polycules or whatever out mm-hmm. there. But I think I think society also plays a big role into it, societal expectations. Whereas in the sense that, like, there probably are a lot of people that would be polyamorous if it weren't for the judgment that they would get. Yeah. You know? And for, like, the expectations that society places on us to... Not you know, forget getting married and staying with someone forever, but just dating one person at a time kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that is also a big, like, factor into maybe there are a lot of people that should be polyamorous that aren't. Yeah. You know, and vice versa, too. Yeah, I As, like, we were that. talking about earlier when you we were talking about that that youtube couple there's open a, open lifestyle there's a youtube funny enough like there's a, a youtube uh channel like a like a uh, that's just a couple that yeah, practice with, uh polyamory together yeah, yeah. for 7 years and um <clears throat> like as we were doing research one of the first videos is their uh their, their breakup uh yeah yeah no it's like yeah they broke up recently it was like mm-hmm. 3 months ago covid really like tested them yeah and that's the other thing about like with polyamory in today's time it's like okay well you are restricted to like travel a lot more places you so have you to probably care about, can't see all of your partners yeah and on top of that you have to care about your partner's ability to see like their family you know if you can if 
if you're, you may be a lonely guy, right. Who has no family or like barely any friends, you know, yeah. you can like self isolate and you'll be fine. But like for some people, it's like they want to see their family. And if like you have multiple partners, it's kind of like that's hard to pick and choose who you want to self isolate for. Yeah. You know, and like you have to really like curate your time accordingly. Yeah. And that's the thing about polyamory is just like there is, there may be unlimited love to give, but there is no such thing as unlimited time. Yeah. And you have to pick and choose. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. There may be unlimited love, but there's limited time. Yes, exactly. And at one point, you know, even in a pandemic, you know, you may be seeing trying to see other people, but like, that's the thing. It's like in a pandemic like this, you're not because you would you don't know the other person's life. You don't want to meet strangers right now. Mm-hmm. Like imagine making out with a complete stranger. Like if in today's time, in today's times, yeah, no, I yeah. rather I rather not. Even if I was single, yeah, like I would if any like because what's on the rise right now in the dating scene is like virtual first dates and everything like that. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's good luck trying to break that to someone who's like into the dating scene right now. It's like oh, I'm, I'm polyamorous, or like I'm a I'm a solo polyamorous kind of guy. You know, I kind of. I can join relationships and like I can or I can like just do whatever, you know, I'm not trying to be tied down, committed or whatever, you know, yeah, but yeah. trying to convince someone on that right now, especially yeah. in the pandemic, you know, and that's what's interesting about it. Um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought right there, but um, essentially it's Being like polyamorous. Yeah, it's like yeah, you only have so much time. <laughs> yeah, you only have so much time to get. I do wonder like how polyamorous like relationships. How they doing right now? Or yeah, non-monogamous relationships. How well? Because if it's taking a toll on monogamous couples, that's the thing too. It's like I mean, it has to be like there's the two for for monogamous couples where it's like it's taking a toll, or like you're getting stronger by the day. At least I feel like yeah. For some couples, it's like you know this pandemic really doubled down the love they have for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, or they really exposed everything. And I imagine that got to be the same thing for polyamorous couples as well, mm-hmm. where it's like it just either it exposed that this is like sustainable, and for some people it probably exp- like showed like oh this is only the the only sustainable way. Yeah, you know, I mean at least I would like to imagine that you know they're having a good time too. You know, a lot of the videos that I watched on YouTube while doing research for this episode, um, regarding a lot of them are titled like you know. Questions you should ask yourself before mm. you be, decide to become polyamorous yeah. or is polyamory for you? Yeah. Is monogamy for you? Yeah. A reoccurring theme that I saw coming up, like I told you, was, and this is like, I guess, there's two, there, there's different takes on this, even from people who are like polyamorous themselves. <clears throat> but a common thing that I see is like, there's people who kind of see it as, you have different partners because you obviously for them, one partner can't fulfill all of their needs, mm-hmm. you know, in, in whatever sense, physically, emotionally, whatever. The have physical you. part of it's interesting because like you would think that you would try to explore each other's body, you know, as well. And it's like, how much time did you spend physically together for mm-hmm. you to decide that this was just not enough and you need more sexually? Mm-hmm. Like, unless it's one of those things where, like, you're dating someone who's, like, not trying to give you the skins that much. 
<laughs> but like um like if you when you gonna give me the skins <laughs> for those who don't we know we just watch boys in the hood yeah boys in the hood we just watch that shit and so you're gonna give me the skins or what <laughs> skins is i mean you probably know from that like from that context right there you know i won't say anything more but point, that should be the title of the episode you're gonna give you're me, gonna me the give skins, skins? <laughs> <laughs> when you're gonna give me the skins <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good catchy. Way. First off, okay, real quick sideline here. What a good movie! What a good movie! Yeah. You guys should watch it. It's on Netflix. Just watch it. I Cooper just watched Gooding it Jr. for the there. first time yeah. the other day when yeah, we watched boy. it. That was my first time watching it. It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. And uh, when are you gonna give me those skins? <laughs> but um. <laughs> again like okay going back to the actual subject though but like uh, it could be a sense of like what if like you're in a relationship where it's like you're trying to get those skins but you you have a partner who's just like not down all the time like, that's you know that i think like if anything that probably would be a valid reason though mm-hmm. because what if you do ha- have a partner and you guys just have like mismatched libidos you know yeah like your partner just doesn't like to have as much sex as you as you but do. do you think it's like why are you in that situation in the first place you know because other people like well there are a lot of people that do see relationships as more than sex yeah true, you know true. people are satisfied with like there are people who are satisfied with never having with sex platonic relationships you know with pla- well, no, romantic relationships, not even oh, platonic, but, well, like, yeah. okay. there's people who have, like, romantic partners mm. who have very little sex or no sex at all, mm. and, like, and they're happy with it, because. Um, yeah, because yeah, for some people, like, sex once a month is, like, okay, it's that yeah. day of the month. Which is wild to think about, but, like, I don't know, for... For some people, sex really is low on the totem pole. Yeah. So no. so I can see, like, I don't know. You know, mismatched libidos, I think, like, every relationship is different. But I think, like, mismatched libidos is kind of, like, a valid reason to maybe be polyamorous. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing, too. It's, like, you got to get your partner to agree with that. You know, if you're coming, mm-hmm. like, if you have a history of, like, polyamory and your partner has a history of monogamy and you have a mixed max mix matched libido to go along with it you know if someone's going to try to convince one to hit the other i feel like you're gonna have a harder time to convince the monogamous one to get into polyamory you know because mm-hmm. chances are is like if you try to get them into like a polyamorous relationship their their low libido is not even going to want to keep up you know in the first place but that's the thing is relationships are not just about sex yeah and you can yeah. be in a in a polyamorous relationship but that's a, that but, isn't sexual you can be with mm. someone else like and never have sex with them and be totally in love with them you got to think though that's that's got to be tough for someone who's got like a low like like a, a very like i don't want to say non-existent but like a very low volume libido where it's like they're they think the sex is fine the sex probably is good when they do it mm-hmm. but they just don't do it as much mm-hmm. and they give their relationship their all and then you hear it's like oh i need more but you can't give it to me because obviously you can't mm-hmm. and like it just it, you it it's it's interesting like probably getting those that news broken to you where it's like this is not enough you know well but i think like that that's where i'm getting at though mm-hmm. i think like polyamorous relationships probably would benefit people in those situations where like you like certain things about your partner Mm -hmm. 
and other things are a challenge for you to overcome. And if you're open and honest about that with your partner and they're cool with it, they're like, you know what? I just don't have the the libido that you have. But if you want to go get it somewhere else, it's like, I'm cool with that. We can like share this thing, you know, us. And then like you go get yours somewhere else and vice versa. Like, right. What if you have like a partner too? that your relationship is based off of sex and, you and you're like, this partner doesn't fulfill me emotionally, yeah. intellectually, yeah. spiritually. And it's unrealistic for me to expect them to. Yeah. And I can go find that somewhere else. Maybe we won't have as much sex as I do with ex partner, mm-hmm. but they fulfill this part of me. And I think like, that's the, at like the, the, the core of kind of what polyamorous relationships get to, right? Yeah. Is that like you give the full scope of yourself to everyone that you're with. Yeah. But naturally everybody is different, right? Mm -hmm. Every person that you're with is probably not going to be exactly the same. And you're going to get something different from them than like you are from as, as opposed to like, if you're dating just one person, you kind of, um, and you're like, oh, you're dating one person and you're set to like the monogamous relationship with them. You're like set to that. You're committed to that. You kind of make yourself to the idea that this is my partner and this is I'm accepting them, you know, with their perfections and imperfections and whatever, all the good and the bad that comes with them. Whereas like with polyamorous relationships, it sounds like you're being like, more there's more leeway with like what you want you're yes you're being honest about what you want what you would like in a relationship and you're making like a an effort to pursue that with other people as long as it's consensual and and there's like open information and communication and all of that that's the thing too it's hard for me to believe that like it's sustainable at times because like it's hard enough to have open communication which is like in a with monogamous relationship person. you know imagine you're, well like for us for mm-hmm. for a lot of people for most people i would imagine but like not for everyone yeah, you not know? For everyone. but also if i imagine like it's one maybe it could be one of the situations where it's like well maybe not everyone's getting the same amount of information as well it's like if because there's like the hierarchical hierarchical like uh, pol- uh, uh polyamorous couples where it's like yeah you have that like your tiers of importance of yeah of your partners like you have that tier one where like you make life decisions like financial decisions maybe like business decisions or even like your co-parenting with one another Mm -hmm. and you have that second tier where it's like okay you can include them in like big decisions of your life you know and you like to have fun with them or like you you are involved in their life in some way yeah and then you have that third tier where it's like you have no say of what i do in my life yeah you're just you are just a relationship of this caliber to me Mm -hmm. and i don't need to tell you anything of x y and z because you're not like you don't have the clearance you don't have yeah you don't have the clearance exactly (laughs) and like that just that's i mean like that's kind of fucked like i couldn't yeah i I personally couldn't do that because it's like that's one that i couldn't i i understand like the polyamorous aspect of like you're giving your there are people who are like you know what i'm just full of love and i i can't tie myself down to one person and i have to like share love with multiple people and i 
in that sense, I get it because then that entails like, again, sharing the full scope of who you are with mm -hmm. multiple people, whether it be emotionally, intellectually, sexually, spiritually, life goals, e yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? For sure. But it's not like you're giving X partner X, Y partner Y, mm -hmm. Z partner Z. Mm -hmm. No, you're, it's not like you're, you know, acting a chameleon with mm -hmm. every partner that you're with you're just sharing all the love that you have with multiple people, yeah. which makes more sense to me than like that. I have a partner for fucking and I have a partner for hanging out with, and I have a partner for whatever with, you know? Yeah. It, no, exactly. It, and also it just seems like a more organized way, like, well, like not in very well organized way to spend your time, you know, where you have to like, just that's like double the traveling you're doing. That's double the names you got to remember. If you're trying to even be involved in their family like that or like their personal life like that. Yeah. It's just harder to keep up with that kind of stuff. And like, again, like there are probably people who make it work, but it just, I don't see this like being sustainable because it's like, I don't know, like people are so complicated. Yeah. And I feel like if you are going about it that way, it kind of feels more of like an open relationship to me than no, a right? polyamorous relationship. Yeah. An open relationship being where like you have your one primary partner and you have the, the that open lifestyle couple on the YouTube channel described it as like quote unquote consensual side bitches. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what like oh, that's yeah. that's the name that they gave it. Yeah, consensual consensual side, side bitches. Where it's like you have your main partner uh, and, and then, then you, you see other people Sancha, but yeah. that, that your partner knows about, but your partner is still your main partner. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Consensual yeah. side bitches. Yeah, and like, and the side bitches know. Obviously, like, the, the, that's what all of this is. If you if you're not having open communication with all people involved, then it is cheating, and it is mm. being like a scumbag. But that's the thing too. If, even if you have communication in with all of them, it's like it could just be like, oh, you know, we're not committed. You know. Well, you can have open communication and even polyamorous polyamorous couples do have jealousy in them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all perfect. Mm -hmm. Poly polyamorous couples like do experience jealousy mm -hmm. within themselves because it's only human, right? But at the end of the day, it's it is a commitment that they all went through. It's like it's like for example, a monogamous couple, right? Yeah. You committed yourself to one another, but you know, you may not like that your partner does X mm -hmm. or Y or something. And Z is cool, but X and Y are not cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like Z is cool, X mm. and Y is not. Mm -hmm. But it's something that you you are willing to compromise, I guess, for the sake of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, because for other reasons, you want the relationship to work out and you want it to be successful, mm -hmm. even though this particular thing makes you jealous maybe yeah. like i don't know maybe um a co-worker uh a friend yeah, uh, yeah. even a family member a member family member i don't know yeah right like yeah. something something in your relationship in your monogamous relationship that maybe rubs mm. you the wrong way about your who your partner is seeing and you still want to work it out with them and be with them because that's your partner well th that's no different in polyamorous couples yeah. especially when you have a partner that is seeing other people you know with open communication and 
um, it being consensual and all of that, uh-huh. it doesn't mean that like your emotions just go away and that there's no jealousy. It's interesting when you put in, in, in like the mindset of like people who get cheated on and then take those cheaters back. I wonder if they would benefit from like polyamory, like relationships. Maybe. Like if you're like, I like you got cheated on and like you took them back. Maybe you should be like, all right, you know, well, you're emotionally set for this or like romantically you're, you're this to me. And I'm going to go get these other things. I may take you back, but you know what? I got a score to settle with you. Maybe you shouldn't look at it like that. Maybe like probably not look at it as like I have a score to settle, but like maybe we should start seeing other people as well since this seems to be an issue or like a, a common thing with you. Yeah. Where it's like you want to go out and sleep with other people. And you know what? Maybe I should try too. Well, I think like at the core of like being polyamorous, there mm-hmm. are like things that you have to look at. You have to look at yourself first before you look at like yeah. other people. Like, do you want to be polyamorous? Mm-hmm. Is it something that, you know, polyamory isn't something you should go into because you want validation from multiple people, right? Mm-hmm. You that That's from what I've seen, from what I've seen, like actual polyamorous people say, you shouldn't be polyamorous just because your goal is to get love from a lot of people. Yeah. Because you can get that in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Your goal shouldn't be... Um, or you shouldn't be polyamorous if your goal is to give love to a lot of people because you can still do that without being polyamorous. Mm-hmm. You should be polyamorous because you have the emotional, physical, spiritual, intellectual, whatever bandwidth to be able to devote yourself as a real ass partner yeah. to multiple people. Yeah, yeah. From what I and and I agree with that from what I've seen and from what I've like gathered and from what i think i think that's when you should be polyamorous when you're like you know what i mean like if i can look at you you know like Mm -hmm. you're you're my boyfriend and it's like i can devote all of these things to you and their sides you get all these sides of me and if i'm like i have way more of that in the bank to Mm -hmm. give to someone else too then it's like then I should be polyamorous. Yeah. That's when you should do it. Not because I'm like, I feel like I'm not getting love from you. So I'm yeah, going to go yeah, find yeah. it somewhere I have else. So much more to give. It's like, I'm, yeah. That it needs to be given to more. You know, yeah. Or, not because you're bad at X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to go get yeah. it somewhere else. But that's the thing, too. It's like, do you think some people are probably trying to go polyamory because they just assume they have so much more to give and maybe not giving a fair chance to their, their monogamous co- like partner? Totally. Yeah. It could be a sense of like, hey, you know, I'm giving up on you right now in the sense I don't want to fully give up on you. What if we try this, though? Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I feel like some people probably agree to this because they don't want to lose that partner. And they just... And maybe it's like a a, a youth thing, too. Because I don't... Again, I don't, don't hear about or I didn't see any when doing research about elderly couple like being polyamorous. You yeah, know? me neither. It was, yeah, that was it hard was, to find. Yeah. You know? Um, and maybe that is like you're you're very right about that. Maybe that is an age thing because think about it. When you're younger, you just have so much more energy. Well, and the that, spectrum that, of sexuality nowadays is so much more fluid. Yeah, but I think like even like throughout the ages, it doesn't change that when you're younger, you have more energy mm-hmm. and you have more more sexual energy, even like a higher libido. Oh you have God. more mental energy. You have more yeah. physical energy. You're more intellectually awake. Mm-hmm. You're more active. You're more emotionally there. So it does make sense that it probably is like a young people phenomenon Can be. to be polyamorous. Yeah. Well, like, okay, that's because like when I'm going to change the subject to polygamy, 
And for those who don't know the definition of polyamorous and polygamy, uh, polyamorous is when you're like you are uh, engaging in multiple partners in a romantical way, a sexual way, and or even like a platonic way, and all people in this party have consent. Polygamy mm-hmm. is when you marry multiple people. So it's like if I have two wives, that's polygamy. Yeah, you know, but you, your wives don't have other partners. You're yeah. your only partner. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's polygamy. That's polygamy. Um, Utah is actually like a, mm. uh, the Mormon capital of uh, the United States. And why does that matter is because Mormons can uh, actually um, marry multiple wives. They can have multiple wives. Um, it's, it's so popular there that they actually decriminalized uh, polygamy. And um, but the thing about it, though, and this is just in the church, you know, like their numbers are going down as far as like people joining the church. I think that in 2019 or 2018, it was recorded that they had like the slowest like amount of like growth increase since the 1930s. I think it was 1937 to be exact, um, where uh, they had a one percent increase from the previous year. Uh and that's that's just been the lowest since. And like that's the thing about Mormons. It could be like the church they're leaving. People could be, just be leaving because the message of the church is bad. But the pull about being a Mormon is like you have multiple wives, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like people who practice in polygamy, you know, or try to practice in polygamy. It's like they're not sticking around, you know. And this is lore. Like this is this is not too big of like lore for some people to join, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's the. Most interesting thing to me, it's like because that's got to be the next step, right? The older you get, and let's say you're in a polyamorous relationship, and if you're in with like a, a, a tri- if you're in a triad, which is just basically like a um, a relationship with three consenting adults or whatever, you know, they're all they're all dating each other in some way, shape, or form. Again, either romantically, platonically, or 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 sexually, whatever, um, emotionally, um, they're all cool with it. Um, you can't like date someone platonically, though. Can you? I mean, some people apparently can. How do you date someone platonically? Like, how does that... how do asexuals date? Like, well, it's still romantic, though. It's not platonic, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, you may not be having sex and you may not be doing physical things, but mm-hmm. it's, there's still a romantic aspect to it. Like, I thought the I thought platonic meant strictly friends. It could be. I mean, like in the sense of like this person just vibes to me so well. I need them in my life, and like that's it. So friendship. So friendship. Yeah. yeah. I guess, but like, again, like, so like, if you start in this polyamorous relationship, the later down the line, you want at least some kind of confidant in your life. You know, you want to keep the, like one consistent one. It's gotta be hard to think that you're going to meet new people all your life and like keep falling like in these new circles and whatnot. So it's like polygamy would be the next thing, you know, either like you have like some kind of like law abiding, like. Uh, document that says like you're together until the end but there's no there's not that much proof of it and that's kind of like my point it's like it doesn't seem like it's going to go that far i mean there's no there's no again like i I just i didn't see any there could be but i didn't see any like elderly couples like um trying to go for um uh, or trying to like make the case for polyamory uh relationships um so when i think of polygamy you know it looks like it's going down. And for those who are wondering how many like uh, uh, Mormons that are in Utah, it's about thirty to forty thousand. So, yeah, that's I do sample size right there. I do want to do research into like um, older polygamous or polyamorous mm-hmm. relationships, if that is a thing. Again, it does seem like a younger people thing to me, and it makes sense as to why 
Like, yeah. I understand why it would be like a younger people thing. For sure. Because younger people just have the bandwidth. Yeah. And they're just open like that. Yeah. And I don't think they have the patience for that kind of stuff. So, like, stick around for one another. Like, not everyone, at least, like, emotionally don't have the, the even like bandwidth to think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I feel with this person in an emotional, like, standpoint? Or, like, if something is not clicking, they might think it's like, like, uh, them exiting the relationship might be like, like closer to the, the to an idea or like a, a realization for them, or they can try polyamory. You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like if you're yeah. not, if I'm not like getting it, and I don't have the patience for this, I might either leave or I might suggest we try polyamory. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it seems like. It's like, okay, are you polyamorous or are you just trying to be like, you know, just seeing other people? Well, I think that's where like the distinction comes in like between polyamory and an open relationship yeah an open relationship can be polyamorous i guess but the the main thing about an open relationship is that like you have your your partner your primary partner and you decide to open things up whether it's like casually dating people whether it's like sleeping around with other people whether it's like just hanging out with Mm -hmm. other people whatever it is but it's like you have your main partner kind of like that hierarchical thing yeah that when you brought up that hierarchical relationship structure like that's what it felt like to yeah. me yeah it just feels like friends with benefits and then i'm seeing friends other with people benefits. but that's the thing you still have one main person yeah you have like your main person you know so yeah. why can't like it doesn't mean you're polyamorous it just might be like you know you're just trying to sleep around yeah one of the videos that i was watching on youtube um mentioned that like uh whether you're gonna be polyamorous or not like having a more open relationship with your monogamous partner is something that you should engage in at some point yeah just because like the way that we navigate like monogamous relationships now is seems like very set in your ways like okay we're together and there's no there's no leeway here it's just you and i and this and it's like well what if the time comes where your partner has urges to sleep with someone else you know you've heard about the seven year itch right like where it's like after i've se- heard of that wait is that what that means like, like after seven years you get you, ex- you want essentially s- you've experienced enough uh, a, a good enough sample size of what your partner has to give and oh that's what that means totally yeah seven year itch and like that well i mean like that couple that that polyamorous couple that we were talking about that open lifestyle youtube channel yeah seven years you know seven years that's how they that's how long they lasted the seven-year itch strikes again and that's wild because like that that is like a polyamorous couple you'd Mm -hmm. think they have like the freedom to be able to navigate that stuff Mm. right but also it could just be again it could be just one of those things where it's like maybe someone in that relationship really wasn't fully onboarded and maybe they had to be talked into or something like that Mm -hmm. you know you never really know fully maybe things change maybe they grew separate yeah from each other yeah. Because that's one thing that scares me about. Because it's just like any other relationship, yeah. too. You can grow like from apart from your monogamous partner, For too. sure. I think that's even... You're more susceptible to that in a polyamorous one because you have more reason to grow apart from them. You know? You don't have... Like, I'm... Dude, if we were open, like, I wouldn't save, like... Like, some emotional, like... Like, response to some things. Like, let's say I'm talking, like, some family stuff, right? You know, and if I get emotional about it, I can't repeat those same emotions if I'm trying to explain it to you. Like, like if I explain it to one person, I get the the exact like feeling out 
you know, it's hard to replicate that. Kind to of replicate thing, that, you yeah. know, and like if well, if see, someone beats you to the punch, that's not. Damn. Like, well, yeah, that's that. That's the thing, though, is like people who are polyamorous. That's a good point that you bring up are able to give that full scope of emotions to everybody mm. that they're with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that's the point of yeah. polyamory is like if you're someone that has that and you like are meant to share it with it, like you're just built different <laughs> and you you're just built. you're just built different and you have the bandwidth yeah. to share that with multiple people because one person isn't enough, then that that is what polyamory is. Yeah. And um, there's something else that I was going to say, going back to like open relationships. Um, yeah, I mean, well, well, that's the thing is, I don't know, because there, as I was telling you that there's that one statistic that people in non-monogamous relationships have tend to have less jealousy and higher trust yeah, than okay. people in monogamous True. relationships. True. Yeah. Because by virtue of being like in a polyamorous relationship, like you have to have open communication. You have to like talk to you, every one of your partners. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, like otherwise mm. it, it's not a relationship. You might, you're cheating. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like, I don't know if you saw that one video of the open lifestyle couple where they were talking about how, like when they first started opening their relationship, the girl didn't want to know anything about what the guy was doing oh, with his me. other partners. Yeah. And I'm like, and he was saying, like, well, that felt like I was cheating on her if I couldn't come mm. to her and tell her. Because if you're having, like, an open relationship, yeah, it doesn't sound healthy. Like, mm. if I don't want to hear about this, don't tell me. That's like you're living in denial. No, the point is, like, you're supposed to be there for your partner through mm. all of it. And they're supposed to be there for all of it through you. And if you're truly meant to be polyamorous, you'll be able to come back to each one of your partners and tell them about your other partners. Yeah, yeah. Because that that's your life. You know, it's like telling you how my day went. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's that's how my day went. It I spent chill. it with this I saw this Sally. Partner. We did X, Y, and Z. And yeah. I saw John. And, we, you know, we did this. And I explained this to, to Timmy. Mm -hmm. And it was tight. You know, we cried over this. And, like, that's the thing. Like, if you're hearing all that from your partner, you know, you have like, to be happy for Like, you're supposed to be cool him, with that. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's what somebody who should be in a poly polyamorous relationship be able to do is be able to tell that to all of their partners and also be able to receive that from yeah. all of their partners without again going back to like um in the book more than two they go over at the core of this you need compassion yeah. and what is compassion it's assuming that everybody is acting in good faith yeah no, assuming exactly. that everybody you know your partner isn't telling you this to fuck you over and make mm -hmm. you jealous on purpose and make you know they're telling you this because they love you too and they want you to know how their day went. No, exactly. And it's a very radical way of looking at things. Yeah, yeah. It's not what we're used to, but no. it's the way, it's just simply the way other people love. Yeah. And like, I mean, like shit, we used, we did this how long ago in like the human history, like where it was like like tribal times where we were just basically hunters and gatherers. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. Like, we did that to survive. We need we needed the manpower for that. You know, like we had multiple partners back then, or like it was like a, a, there's a definition of polyamory like relationships where it's like there's a V relationship. Mm -hmm. It's spelled V E E, and um, like where it's like you have like a, a three people in a relationship, and it could be like two partners share one partner, and those two other partners are like not sexually like with each other mm -hmm. like they're not they're not in a relationship but they're with this person yeah you know 
I mean, like, because, like, when you think about, like, back in the day where, like, we were, like, hunters and gatherers, it's like, well, there had to be that because it's like we had to survive. We had to, pro- re- like, uh, re- procreate, uh, pro- procreate, you know, mm-hmm. all that. We had to survive. You know, we needed more hunters. We needed more gatherers, you know, strength in numbers kind of shit. And at one point, it seems like we just outgrew that as a society because, I mean, again, humans are very complex creatures here. So once it, like, once we don't need like the manpower to survive yeah. anymore, it seems like it just kind of outdid itself, you know. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and also the whole thing about like STIs, how it was just—it's more likely. Well, back in the day, yeah. Um, back in the day, polygamy, which kind of sounds like what it was. It was basically like one man with multiple wives. Yeah, a V. Relationship. Yeah, a V relationship mm-hmm. um, just created the conditions for like a higher chance of everyone contracting STIs. Yeah, and back in the day, any a little cut would kill you. Yeah, so oh, for sure. What yeah. you wanted to do was minimize infection and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. getting sick and all of that. And now that that's not an issue, um, like that, that's when like monogamous relationships came into play because it's like mm-hmm. well we don't have to do that and also maybe it is telling about the fact that like many people don't have the emotional bandwidth to mm-hmm. date multiple people and be in a relationship with multiple people mm-hmm. you know what i mean totally but like um yeah when, when i I was talking to a buddy about this topic about like how we were going to cover this and he was telling me just his own like thoughts about it and this is a married man i'm, I'm speaking of but um, he was telling me, like, uh, uh, it seems like polyamory or, like, polygamy is just, like, another way to be in a cult, you know? <laughs> Especially when you think about the V relationship where it's, like, one person and has different wives or, like, mm-hmm. different partners. And they don't see each other, but this one person gets to read the bends of, like, two different people. Yeah. You know, it almost feels, like, cult-like, yeah. you know? And yeah. especially if you add like maybe a fourth body in the mix, you know. But okay, do you think that that's <clears throat> that says more about what we think about polyamorous relationships than most? No, because there's obviously like again, there's a triad relationship. We're gonna go down all these definitions, but like a triad one is where like all three partners are in it. There's a quad where it's essentially like a two like four people, and that's typically made through like swingers, mm-hmm. like uh, joining in parties, you know. Um, or like maybe like a solo polygamous in a joining a triad. I don't know. I'm not sorry. A, a polyamorous joining a, a a triad of some sorts. Like there are ones that work. You know, it's just I think a V the V shit uh, the V relationship sounds more. I get where he's coming from as the cult thing. The V one sounds no like, totally totally. I get I get where he's coming from too. But I'm saying like, does that speak more to like how we monogamous people view polyamorous? polyamorous relationships because Mm -hmm. why do we see it as like for example if there's one person that chooses to be with two people but those two people aren't involved with one another or with any other people right Mm -hmm. they're just devoted to that one person why do we see it as like the one person is winning and the other two people are losing you know maybe the two people are perfectly content knowing Maybe. knowing they're consensual side bitches and that that's again going back to that compassion thing uh, they probably have way more compassion in that. that regard than we do because they are assuming the best of intentions mm-hmm. and are happy enough and i think like 
it just it takes it is it's radical and it's something that doesn't fit in my head fully all the way you no, know what i, I mean I, no, the I idea of like i can't imagine myself being with one person only mm-hmm. and then that person being with like three um, other people right or even just one for me yeah, or I, even just one other people one other person because mm-hmm. i'm like well why don't i get to see another person too yeah but that's the thing is Some people, people don't in, feel the need pe- they don't feel the need yeah. they're perfectly happy but that's my thing it's like okay are you like compassionate or are you settling or are you or do you think that you're not capable of finding more or like that's that's my thing it's like if you're in like if someone's in a in an open relationship to me like with me if it, if I'm in like a V type relationship I would want to make that like I wouldn't want to make myself a part of like some other relationship as well like I, it's not fair. Like at least that's my way of thinking. Like if I'm gonna be like, like experiencing this kind of thing, I might as well try to see what the hoopla is all about as well, you know. And it, like for people who are in this kind of relationship, it just feels like maybe, yeah, they are. Maybe they are compassionate, but also for me, again, going back to humans are fucking complicated, bro. Yeah, it could just be the sense yeah. that they don't have any self esteem on them, and they think that's yeah, the best they can yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. They're just settling for this polyamorous yeah. person. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, bro. That's something I mentioned to you too before. Like before we started, was that like I don't think people naturally come to polyamory of their own volition. You know, it's not like 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 being gay for example that you mm. innately feel like I'm gay. You don't I don't think people innately feel polyamorous mm-hmm. until they try it. And I don't think you try it until you know somebody. Like whether it's a friend or someone that you start dating. Yeah, that's you know a good what point. I mean? That's a good point. I don't see I don't I've never met anyone who's like you like know, I think I feel like I'm polyamorous. Yeah. Like that's not yeah, they don't come a, out, really a thing like, that I've seen at least. Yeah, there's like no national coming out as polyamorous day or anything yeah. like that. It's just it's almost like a belief that they like yeah. develop, you know, through some kind of like uh, just method that they just find out, like whether like you said through a friend or something. You yeah. Know? And that's I never I never thought about it like that. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, with that being said, I will say there probably are monogamous people that should be polyamorous. Yeah, that's, for sure. Okay, yeah, and that's again, yeah, that's another thing too. There's probably polyamorous people who should be monogamous. There's probably monogamous people who should be polyamorous. You know, and like I think the sooner you find that out, the better for you. Yeah, but it's all trial and error. Okay, for example, I like just really quick want to delve into some of the stats that I got while doing research. Um, so, uh, 21% to 57% of American married men cheat and married men in monogamous relationships cheat. God damn those men. 11% to 35% of married American women cheat. God, the drop off, Mm -hmm. like the 20% drop off essentially like one in five college students in committed relationships still use Tinder. That makes sense, though, because college kids are just trying to get their dick wet. They're young, dumb, and full of cum. Yeah, but, like, in that case, would it make more sense sense to to be polyamorous, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, going back to the fact that, like, jealousy tends to be lower and trust Mm -hmm. tends to be higher in non-monogamous relationships. Well, you state the boundaries of your relationship the way it is. If you're, like, this solo uh, polyamorous, you know, from the get-go, you know, of course the trust is going to be there because you said it from the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know? If, you know... It's like, again, going back to like the whole, like maybe you, if 
for some people who want to be a vegan, you know, the diet works for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, maybe you should try that and just tell people like, oh, you know, I'm I do this. You know, I'm not down for monogamous relationships. I am only down for like this polyamory because I just don't do well. I'm not in a place to do well in a monogamous relationship right now. Maybe down the line. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. And that's like the key at the heart of all of it is that like you're open with if you're not open with your partners, then you're not in, you're not polyamorous. No, if yeah. you're not if you're not willing to be open and transparent, then you're not polyamorous. You're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're cheating. Yeah, and no, that's an interesting stat. That's really interesting when it comes to like uh, <laughs> the difference between men and women. Bless. Oh, bless you, Aubrey. Oh, my dog just sneezed, guys. That was but, a big um, sneeze. That was a big sneeze. It was a good sneeze. Very good sneeze. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's like it's it's interesting to me how like the difference between men cheating and women cheating, you know. And also, yeah. like, I can believe that though because men are just trying to fuck things, and like maybe they should, maybe men more men maybe should be men polyamorous. Maybe men should be polyamorous. Yeah, well, we give it a try. It's like because I rather some guys like be like, you know what? I'm just seeing people. You know, yeah. I may have like this main chick that I see here and there. Yeah, and where that goes, who knows? But I see other people on the side too. So it's like I'm not really well. Exclusive. Not all men. Hash, hashtag not hashtag all men. Not all men. But like I mean, eleven to thirty five percent of women is still a big statistic too. Like that's yeah. a big number. But the, the difference between the so two again going back to like maybe if we as a society were more accepting of polyamory, we mm-hmm. could get that number down. Well, Utah got it right. More. Utah's got it right with decriminalizing uh, polygamy. Yeah, you know? I, I can't like. I can't believe that. So it's illegal in in every other state to marry multiple people. I believe people? it. I believe well, it. In I, a world where abortion is like widely frowned upon, yeah, still, I, I totally believe that. You're telling me like Bible thumpers are not going to be like are going to be okay with? Uh, yeah. Come on, bro. They're not. See, okay that's with just this. one of those things where I'm like, I'm sure if you decriminalize if you decriminalized it like across the country, it's not like people would be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's I a cultural think, shift for sure. You would but see a spike in, in activity of it in that world, but I do think it but would But I don't regulate. think it would change like the day-to-day. Yeah. You know? For sure. Because there there still is the cultural aspect of it to get mm-hmm. to get past for polyamorous people to gain like that acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. You would, Just because something's legal doesn't mean it's like culturally accepted. Mm, yeah. Just because like, like cocaine is legal in fucking um, Oregon. Doesn't mean everyone's gonna be you just walk around. Like, yeah, you may snorting coke. you might see people like just doing coke and all, but like you know, they just might want to do it in that moment. Yeah, know? doesn't mean everyone's gonna do it. You know. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. It's like if it's widely accepted, it's like maybe we can have that open conversation mm-hmm. of like, hey, bro, you, you've been doing a lot of coke. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. Instead yeah. of putting them in jail and finding them, you know. Yeah. So maybe it's like, hey, you've been sleeping around a lot. Are you okay? Like, yeah i don't see i see you emotionally not connecting with anyone you know you know is that is that like are you yeah right? like are you and again going back to like when when should you be in a polyamorous relationship and when should you not it starts with like taking some like self-inventory mm-hmm. you know you don't become polyamorous as an escape for your like commitment issues to people because that's not what polyamory is in fact it's the opposite you have to be able to commit to multiple people yeah and it's not an escape for like your lack of communication because it's the opposite if you're polyamorous you have to be really open and transparent and communicative mm-hmm. with your other partners mm-hmm. you know and that that it's it's a really radical thing to do you have to be like a person it sounds like with like 
a lot of compassion and understanding and patience and like love just to give oh my and god love to give yeah the amount of love you got to give to these people like yeah because fuck. it's not like you know going back to like i i that that whole thing of like there being like hierarchical relationships i can see why that would come about naturally mm-hmm. but i don't see like s- someone going into a relationship with like hey nice to meet you my name's so and so i already have a primary partner i'm just looking for you know a gaming buddy or something yeah a game oh my you know? god yeah i just want someone who can play like fortnite with me yeah on saturday nights maybe like good but also be there, my girlfriend you know? yeah you know yeah because that's like relationships romantic relationships are like i don't think it can be that shallow i don't think it can be that shallow at all yeah right. i think if you're gonna be polyamorous and just from what i've seen too is like you have to be willing to to just to be able to fall in love, grow in love, as married married at first sight says, mm. you have to be able to like you know love multiple people, give you, you you know the full scope of who you are to multiple people, and accept the full scope of your partners, even if they are also seeing other people too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which again is a really radical idea, and it takes a lot. It takes like a change of of mindset and yeah it's not like um it's not an escape from your being able to commit to partners and your lack of being able to connect and communicate and be there for partners you know mm-hmm. otherwise you're just you're just casually dating around or you're doing the I'm not looking for anything serious thing. Yeah, and which I isn't like which isn't bad, but it's, it's not, not polyamory. Yeah, it's, we should get our definitions in order mm-hmm. in that case. You know, yeah. it's like people want to say they're polyamorous, but in reality they're just sleeping around. You know, yeah. you may have like some some chick or some dude that like you see more than others, but it's just in the end. But do they know about like your 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 side bitches? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, and that's the, at the heart of it. Going back to like these are what we can describe as consensual side bitches yeah there may be side bitches but like but but they're not kept in the dark yeah they know of each other you know they know of each other yeah some of them like well i mean like some relationships have to like meet their side bitches Mm -hmm. you know yeah or like if you want to pursue this chick i have to meet her first yeah you know well yeah there's rules there's boundaries boundaries, just like any relationship and you if you break those boundaries again like i said earlier in the pod it's just like it's cheating it's considered cheating it's yeah you can cheat you can be polyamorous and cheat. cheat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. That's very interesting. But like we talked about like um, hierarchical polyamory relationships. There's, yeah. There's unhierarchical polyamorous relationships as well where it's like there's no like tier one, tier two, tier three, you know, where it's tier one. I make like all decisions with them, like big decisions with them. Tier two, maybe like, I can make some with them. Tier three, I don't. And the unhierarchical part is where it's like everyone's equal and we make decisions together mm-hmm. you know even if we're not all romantic with each other or even if we're not all sexually together you know like everyone is considered here in this one so relationship anarchy does it apply only to romantic relationships or all relationships i think it's all life? relationships romantic like relationships. so anarchy, even like familial relationships yeah platonic yeah. relationships yes, yeah, yeah even even those two yeah it was see even that like, doesn't make sense to me it's like that, that's that's it, where I, I come at all. So think of it this way. Like, okay, so relationship anarchy is like a new term in the polyamorous community where it's like you have like a 
your relationship with your romantic partner, right? But also I have this relationship with my platonic friend or like my family member mm-hmm. where like um, I treat you both equal, you know, and it's all the same or like in my mind, it's all the same to me, you know? So let's say if I buy a house with my platonic friend or my, my family member, right? And, but not with you, you know, I might think that's because like, well, financially they makes much sense, you know, because they're, they have this job and I have this job and it works that much better, you know, versus like my romantic partner, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's all like weird order of way of thinking. See, okay. I guess that, that makes sense. Like doing certain things with certain people because Mm -hmm. it makes, it makes more sense to do them Mm -hmm. with them, but to call it relationship anarchy and be like, these two relationships are exactly the same to me. Doesn't, click that's where it doesn't click for i think me. it's the importance of that relationship to you of that person like whoever's like do i guess causing this anarchy you yeah, know? yeah yeah i think it's to them they're looking at it as like whether i'm sleeping with you or you're my family member or you're my friend or like you're just my emotional partner it's all the same to me yeah i love you all yeah you know and i'm going to treat you all the same and like it's just like that's how it works i think that yeah yeah, that's where I'm like, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That just sounds like a crazy person to me. It's like, if you're going to. I mean, I respect, I look, I respect no, I it. No, I can't, I can't, bro. It's, I mean, like. No, I respect it. I don't, I don't, know, I, don't I don't talk down on anybody that like True, believes but these like, things. That's, but like, to me, it's like, if you're, it sounds like you're using someone at that point though. Like if I bought a house with a friend and I didn't buy it with my romantic partner, mm-hmm. it's kind of a crazy way to think here. Well, okay. See, that's the thing is like, I, I get, I get. Again, going back, I get why, why you would do certain things with certain people mm-hmm. and not with your romantic partner. Mm-hmm. I get why you would do certain things with like a friend or a family member because it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But big life decisions, though, like that. I get that, though. Yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. I just don't get. I can see getting into like a business with a friend versus like a romantic partner. But like we're like, I'm going to live in a house. Or like, I get that. I do understand that. Mm. I do understand making big life decisions with someone who's not your partner. Mm. I do get that. But I don't, what I don't get is like, why would we go the step of calling it relationship anarchy and pretending like these relationships are like my relationship to my family member is not the same as like that of my partner. I think it's anarchy because it's the emotional toll it does to the other people. Cause like, what's the recipient of that? Right. Like if, if you pick your family member over, like, your emotional partner, like, time in, time out, like, what kind of toll does that cause for them? You know, there's no, like, whereas, like, hierarchical, like, like, poly, like polyamorous couples, like, they at least know where they rank, right? So there's no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. But, like, with the anarchy part, it's like, well, you never know where this can go, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like it's, it causes some collateral damage, whether they want it to or not, you know? Well, relationship anarchy sounds like it's very much something that is not focused on how the other people that you have relationships with feel, mm. but how you feel about that's, them, that, right? That's, yeah, that's it's like it kind of like, like a yeah. a self centered way of no, looking and I think at that's it. That's the kind of point. It's like you're from. all the same you're not, level to me. Yeah, no, exactly. You're looking at everyone the same way. You may be doing different things with them, but you still treat them as the same. Although mm-hmm. your physical actions don't say otherwise. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, and I think that's where the anarchy comes. Like you're causing so much like. <laughs> people like emotional distress and like hey, hey. but um sorry my dog was going crazy but um uh you're causing so many people like so much emotional stress that like, it's just 
really it's causing anarchy outside your world you know it may not be for you but it's it's for them it mm-hmm. probably is yeah and yeah. i can see that yeah like and I, no, like, totally. I wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't like i couldn't imagine like treating people like that you know no me neither that's what i'm saying is like even if you did something with like another um like with like a, a friend or a family member something that like you you didn't do with your romantic partner I don't think that's bad, but where I think it's bad is like pretending like your family member and your romantic partner and your friend all have the same, you know, they may all be very important to you, but they're not, you know, maybe we're, I don't know if I'm misinterpreting relationship anarchy. Maybe that's, that's where I'm going wrong. Yeah, no, it's, you know, maybe yes. In relationship anarchy, they realize that all of these relationships are different in their own ways and they have their own different attributes but they care about them all the same. Maybe that's what they mean. Mm. Maybe that's what I'm misinterpreting. Mm. But I mean, yeah, no, it could be that. But like, uh, yeah, I just feel like it's, it doesn't sound fun to do. <laughs> like, it doesn't sound wholesome at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, for like, yeah, for me, I don't think I could be, I don't think I could be polyamorous. I don't think I have the bandwidth to, to definitely not to like share myself with other people. Like that, you know, emotionally, physically. No, like, definitely not. I couldn't. Like, I mean, physically. Physically maybe. is one thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Physically is one thing. Like, it's yeah. one thing to like sleep around. But mm. as far as like emotionally goes, like, I don't think I could I don't like. I have the energy for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about myself like that at times. Like, yeah, for some people, it's hard to believe that like that's what they want, like emotionally, because it's some people have so much like self-doubt upon themselves or just they're so self-conscious about things and like it's hard for people even to like just say their issues you know so it's hard for me to believe that you can have more than one emotional partner would you ever so would you ever in any capacity be able to be polyamorous i think or even dabble in polyamory you and i weren't a thing like i think if like like we were never a thing i think i probably would have dabbled in it in some way shape or form because it's the sense of like but in the in the consensual open communication way, not not like the whole I'm dating around kind of uh, kind of no no no, no not no, no. dating around polyamorous like where you not, are, you're not a solo poly you're 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 the boyfriend of multiple people no. the boyfriend in the full you know because no. dating around is one thing we can all casually date around yeah, yeah yeah but it's another thing to be like I'm her boyfriend and her boyfriend and her boyfriend and her boyfriend yeah no I don't think I could do that. It's just, I mean, like, that's it, one of those things. Well, okay, is, is it one of those, is it a scenario where, like, I'm dating someone in a non-wish way and we talk about polyamory and then you're saying, like, in that way? Probably not. Wait, in a, in a what way? Where, like, it, the relationship started, like, monogamous and then mm-hmm. it ended up being polyamorous? Or is it, like, like, how long am I with this I, person? I don't know. I guess, like, in any regard, maybe that way, or maybe mm-hmm. you started dating someone who's polyamorous, but in any capacity, started, could you ever see yourself? If I yourself? started dating someone who's polyamorous, I could probably do it. If, like, I came into a relationship where it was monogamous first, and then the suggestion of polyamory came after, I probably couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Because that's this... You'd have to come into the relationship Knowing with the, that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That would, those would have to be the ground rules. You know, and if if you're going to change the rules or at least like say that out of nowhere, you know, that's I feel like if you're going to be a polyamorous kind of like thing, you know, you should say that very quick into into like dating within like the first what if two it, dates. What if it wasn't like an out of nowhere thing, but your partner 
here and there alluded to the idea of like, you know, maybe mm. we could see other people or maybe we could this or that or the other. What, and like kind of like, warmed you up to the idea. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's just like if it's like say if it was like me and you, right? And like you were giving me hints like, hey, maybe we should. Would you want to try it? Mm -hmm. or there? No, absolutely not. It's been too long. Just together. It's too much emotions in there. Uh, there's too much history we have to imagine that. But if it was like a fresh thing, probably. It'd be easier to make yourself to the like, idea. Oh, totally. Because yeah, then yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, there probably is a way out of this relationship. And I'm probably, like, I'm probably looking for flags along the way, you know? See, that's the thing. That's how you know you're not meant to be polyamorous. Because you mm. shouldn't go into a polyamorous relationship being like, there's still a way out of this relationship. That's the thing, too. You know? Yeah. I, I couldn't do it because, yeah. like, I would look at it like, oh, there's a way out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And mm. that's the thing is, like, a polyamorous relationship sounds like it's just like any other relationship. You wouldn't go into a monogamous relationship half-assed yeah. unless you're not, you know, thinking that it's the, of, of giving it your all and acting in good faith and all of those things. Mm -hmm. S same thing with polyamorous, polyamorous relationships, mm -hmm. it sounds like. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, what about you? What do you think? Could you do it? I couldn't be polyamorous, no. I don't think I could... Um, no, like with the full scope of what it entails, I don't have like, I, I honestly, for like the longest time, I'm like, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to even like be with one person, honestly. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> that's why I didn't. That's why I wasn't with like with mm -hmm. anybody for a long time, mm -hmm. you know, No, I get outside that, yeah. of like casually dating. Yeah. And I don't think I have like. The emotional maturity, the, I, I no, I just, I couldn't like do that. it. I will say one thing that I could probably see myself doing at some point is probably opening the relationship mm -hmm. in a way, kind of like a, like a hall pass kind of situation I or see. like in like the, um, what's that episode of black mirror called striking vipers. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're, we're like one at the end of the episode, like one night out of the year. year yeah. Like they see, okay, the striking vibers thing a is a hall pass kind of thing. That's interesting because in striking vibers, for those who haven't seen that episode, um, it, like the two buddies, it's like a guaranteed one night thing where they're uh -huh. going to fuck. Yeah. But yeah. the wife has to go out and like test her luck. That's where it scares me. Where it's like you got a hall pass and you're telling me I have to go out and test the water. But waters. the wife is fine as hell. She, yeah, she but could that's get, not the case. She's got, she, trust me, she's getting laid. For she's sure. Getting... In, that, in, this, in this universe, yes, this is a universe of fiction, though. But like in, in reality, though, yeah. like er, let's say every year you get one night for a hall pass. Well, no, not one night, but the concept of that. Like mm. maybe a week, one, one day, two days, whatever. Or mm. maybe like you know, you get one person a year other than me that you can sleep with. Yeah. That, that concept of like, See, I think that would work if it's like in the sense of like, okay, you two have truly tried, you know, you've explored each other's bodies, you know, yeah. it, you know, in and out, you know, you know what you like. And like, now it's like, you've, I don't know, you've shown that you can move, like you can get more, like you maybe need more. Or like, maybe it's like not enough. Cause like, you've just done so much with each other mm -hmm. where like you've truly tried, everything together i can yeah. see that for sure yeah i don't know if i can do that if it's like the hall pass thing if like i know like the sexual like chemistry could be better well it couldn't it might not like even be like sexual but if it's like one night of, out of the uh, out of the year 
one night, two nights, again, a week, I don't know, however, hypothetically, right, however long, like, it would be, maybe you just go on a date and, uh, like, experience someone, hang out with someone else romantically, you know? I don't maybe know. if you don't even, like, hook up or something. I don't know if I could do it. Like, especially, I don't know, because then it seems like... I don't know if I could do it, but I feel like it's comforting to know that that's, like, there as an emergency, like, mm-hmm. lever. Case, you know what I mean? But then again, it's like it's like having a baby, it sounds like, for the sake of, like, saving a relationship or getting married or moving together. Mm-hmm. Why don't we try, like, sleeping around with different people? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to do that now, and depending on how long yeah. that relationship is? No, well, I wouldn't do it if my partner wasn't comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it if my partner wasn't comfortable with it. But hypothetically, that's I couldn't see myself being polyamorous. I could see myself, though, having, like, an open relationship kind of deal. And it's, like, again, going back to the type of thing where, like, if my partner... Like, I would rather my partner tell me I've been having urges of sleeping with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? I've met this person and I found them attractive. Or, like, I would rather know that than be kept in the dark about it. My thing is, like, okay, so what? Like, you get that hall pass. Do you get to meet the person ever? Do they have to tell you? What if it's, like, someone you know? What if it's, like, a friend? What if it's, like, even someone who's, like, better than you in some way, shape, or form? What if it's someone that they work with? They see every day, you know, there's so much complications with that. Yeah. There's a lot of like insecurities that like mm-hmm. could that, that the partner could project onto you based on like the person that like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, this is the person that I'm going to go fuck tonight. <laughs> you know what I and mean? You know, I'm going to do it because we agreed on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. I mean, that that is a lot. That is a lot. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to. <laughs> to take in yeah yeah but i don't know you know it's interesting to think about yeah Mm -hmm. i don't think it could be polyamorous though no i don't know but the reason i say that open relationship thing is because like i know and like i've i've i don't think there's nobody that can tell me that they haven't felt this way that the thought of spending forever with somebody isn't daunting the thought of like I have to do this for the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love this person to death and, you know, and I have a great time and I may never need to sleep or date or fuck or be with somebody else, mm-hmm. right? But just the thought of like, this is, the thought of doing something, the same thing for the rest of your life can be mm-hmm. daunting. Yeah. That can be a lot. That yeah. can be a lot, you know? Yeah. I don't know though. I can't, For some reason, I'm, I, I am like... The only example I can think about, or like the only thing I can like think that's similar to that, is like people who quit smoking, mm-hmm. and then twenty years later they have one cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. What was the, even the point of that one cigarette? Like all it did was damage your lungs, factually speaking. You know? Yeah. All it does is damage you. It doesn't do anything good for you. Yeah, but like you quit smoking for twenty years. That's. Like yeah, one, no. the damage of one cigarette doesn't undo the work of twenty years that you didn't. Smoke. Yeah, I know, but it still causes damage, and it could cause a relapse, and it could break things. It could. It could if you let it, right? Yeah, but if you but keep it within the boundaries, again, but, yeah, opening the relationship is like a taste of polyamory. You know, it's not polyamory, mm-hmm. but it's like, is our relationship like, are we? And maybe like we're not, but. It's a test of, like, maybe are we mature enough that if, like, hypothetically this was a thing to, like... And, okay, one of the videos that I watched, um, the girl who... Her name is Sabrina Bryant or something like that. I'll, I'll link it in the description. But she was talking about how, like... um, 
whether you're monogamous or not, you should open your relationship, not in the sense that you have to fuck other people and date other people or even see other people, but in the sense that you should be open and transparent with your partner about like whatever and mm -hmm. even the uncomfortable stuff. So if that includes like, like, hey, I had I had urges the other night while I was out. You know, I didn't do anything. Nothing happened, but I had urges. Like, if you really are close with your partner, you and like, say that, you yeah. should be able to tell them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I would that. rather know that and like work uh, work on that. Mm -hmm. And I I would want to know if my partner was thinking about sleeping with other people because then like I want to address that. Like, let's talk about it. Why? You know? Mm -hmm. Is it me? Is it you? Is it life? It just seems healthier to talk about it than not. Yeah. And it is uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. I don't want to hear. I don't want my partner coming to me, right? And telling me like, like I found this other girl attractive, mm -hmm. you know? But I, I would rather know about it. I would rather know about it than not know about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would. If you found someone, like let's say if, like, if you wanted to fuck someone, that's one thing. If you thought someone was attractive, of course you think someone's attractive. People are attractive in the world. You know, they're only going to get more attractive the younger they get. You know, as like time goes on and generations go on. And then we see like as we're in our 40s. Imagine like the hot 20 year olds are going to be around in 20 years from now. You know, mm -hmm. they're only going to. Well, like, old people can be attractive too. Yeah. Old but, people can be attractive. There's something, there's something, there's a vibrance. There's like a, a youthfulness that comes with it. And like there's like a, a prime with youth and all that. There's just a shine. With it for some people, it's like if you go younger, it's one thing. But I guess you can cheat with old people. What if they're like better, like in shape for you? Either way, I feel like there's like if you tell it like, hey, I wanted to fuck someone today and I just had this urge. Well, it's like, well, no shit. Everyone else has felt that way about some other, someone else they saw across the street. You know, I don't need to hear that because like you probably not the first time you felt that way. Mm, I don't know. I don't because I don't think I would just feel that way. Mm -hmm about anybody i don't think i would just rent i don't like see an attractive person mm. out on the street and be like i want to fuck them i'll be like you know they're attractive yeah and, I, and I like them but that's the thing too it's like some for some people you know they might tell you like hey i thought this person was very attractive today and like just maybe think a certain way like, i don't know i don't i don't like i don't i don't mm. i can't really relate to that i've never really wanted to sleep with some well Okay, nowadays, mm. I've never really wanted to sleep with someone just based off of attractiveness. Mm, mm -hmm. It just, it's not for me. Like, I, there mm. needs to be something more. We have to get along. I'd have to talk to them and that'd be like a thing. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's the thing, too, with the hall pass. It's like, okay, well, if you wanted to pick someone, it's like, well, damn. Like, you, they, an emotional standpoint where it's like you have to, you can only have a partner like that or like you're going to sleep with someone because you know them like in a certain way. Well, a hall pass sounds like you just got to know him or something like that or just whatever. It took a little bit longer than like a dating period or a small window or whatever. And uh, it's like that's hard, you know. Well, it's it's a it's different for every couple. Mm -hmm. I feel like. I feel like, OK, me personally, right, if I was single right now, <laughs> what it would take for me to like sleep with someone. <gasps> Can you plug it in? Oh, yeah, please. It's like about to die. Um, what it would, I, I don't think I could just like, I would have to like, okay, meet somebody mm -hmm. and talk to them at least for the night, hang out with them at least for the night mm -hmm. to be like, this person's cool. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I couldn't just like, that's the thing though. It's like, for me, it would take 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. And that's like, I mean, going back to like the hall pass thing. Mm. Different like relationships would have different things. Maybe it's a week hall pass. Maybe it's a night hall pass. Maybe it's a whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. But yeah, I don't know. Going back to it, I couldn't be polyamorous. I couldn't do it. Mm, I couldn't either. I couldn't. That like, I don't have the bandwidth like mm, that. No, I can't. I couldn't. I don't have the. Uh, if it's emotional intelligence or whatever, I don't. I have way too many insecurities to do with that. Me too. Know? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have an issue with like, like not talking every day. You know, if someone like, if I knew someone was out with someone else, and like I couldn't talk to them all day. You know, and if I got like, or even worse, like if like I knew they were out with someone else and I got some half-ass like, hey, you know, hope you had a good day. That would, yeah, like, yeah, that would me. suck. Yeah. To know your second best. Yeah. That would kill me. Yeah. Even if not forever for that day, like I can't do that. You know, even if I'm like, quote unquote, your primary partner, mm-hmm. but if, if I'm second best for that day, I. Mm. Yeah. No. See, going to the hall pass again, that's yeah. why I couldn't do it. Yeah. At one point, you're second best. Yeah. Even if it's for a day. Yeah. In some sense, whether it's emotional, whether mm-hmm. it's sexual, yeah, yeah, you're second best. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I couldn't do it. My ego is too big yeah. for that. I just can't. Yeah. No, same, same. Mm. That's how we feel about it, guys. And that's, and that's our final take. With that being said, though, we're out of here. Yeah. We hope you guys uh, enjoyed this conversation. Um, if there's like anyone out there that's like actually polyamorous that listen to this and like, if we got anything wrong or like if there's like a perspective that we miss, like yeah. I want to hit us up. Yeah. Get like some, 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 some insight from mm. the poly community. Yeah. Cause like, again, just cause it's not for us doesn't mean we don't like expect it to be for or not to be for everyone. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Of course it has to be for someone out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna call it guys. We're dipping. We're dipping. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Tour One Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Won't you come let me in so we can finally begin? Won't you come let me in? So we can finally begin The work that can't be done